Episode 6 of our new series, Keeping in the Families, is 10 Questions with Stage Kings. This is one cool story. Transforming our world to ensure we no longer went to see a performer on stage, but went to see a performer on the most incredible stage. At three years of age, they beat the international competitors to win the Commonwealth Games stage. The team were busy setting up the Grand Prix stage when COVID hit, but what happened next would leave you in awe. Welcome to our 10 Questions We series, where we are going to ask 10 questions to different family businesses. We plan to educate, empower, and inspire your internal entrepreneurial spirit. Join me, Kirsten Taylor Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, as we uncover the wow factor in each business, and together, we can support our Australian family businesses. I am so excited to bring you the Stage King story. I heard Jeremy speak and I thought, oh, I would love to ask our 10 questions. This is a story you'll come back to hear again, and I'm not going to give anything away with highlights in my intro. So today I'm here with Jeremy from Stage Kings. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm going to start this off by getting you to tell me your your family business story and also tell us a bit about what family members you have involved in your business. Yeah, sure. So five years ago, we started a company called Stage Kings uh, with the with the aim of de- building stages for the event market here in Australia. And uh, we set that up with my wife, uh, Tabitha. She's a director of the company. And um, we, we, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's where it all, where it all, where it all began. Yeah. So, so what was your why what, that the reason behind setting the business up? So I worked in the scaffold sales pr- prior to that. I was selling mm-hmm. scaffolding to event businesses and people that were making stages. And, uh, I, I then uh, I'd lived in Germany for two years. Uh, that's where I started to do that. And came back to Australia and selling to event companies that all were building stages that looked the same to me. It was all very same, same and, and no real life to it. So what I'd seen in Germany was these stages that uh, decorated stages, the theme stages like Tomorrowland and some of those big festivals, Wish Outdoor and uh, EDC Las Vegas. Really, uh, they tell a story. It's something, another reason to go to a show other than what's on the stage. And so we started Stage Kings with Yeah, that. it used to really be just, um, they just put the performer on a stage, That's didn't it. they? People wouldn't buy a ticket unless they knew who was going to be on the stage. Mm. Uh, what these theme stages meant is that people were going for the experience of the, of the, of the show, not just the artist. Uh, the artist is, is important, but mm. the, the whole experience is what it's about. So we really set Stage Kings up to bring that to Australia. There was people doing it somewhat, but we, we thought that we should be uh, doing that better. So our why was to bring another level of entertainment to uh, the Australian uh, event crowd. So we were just talking before I turned on the microphone, but the business is only five years old, mm. but you got some pretty big gigs early on we did we did we were we, we feel very fortunate that we've grown to, to pull off some of these events we five years 2015 we started uh, stage kings uh, very quickly we we got a reputation for doing good work and and we won a, a contract to build a, a very big structure for the nrl uh, down in darling harbour nrl nation it was called it was one of the biggest decorated structures we'd seen in the country uh, so that was only after the first year. And from there it grew. We built uh, Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in Melbourne. So that's a whole theatre build from the ground up, which mm. is quite amazing. Uh, and, and straight after that, we then won the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony. Uh, so against some big international players, uh, a little company from 
Sydney managed to pick up the Commonwealth Games. And only three years old at that time as well. Three years old, <laughs> which was, was quite crazy. So so Mick Jessup, who we'll talk about through this, I'm sure, he and his family moved to the Gold Coast for that and uh, and ran the Commonwealth Games. Amazing. So how long did you have to be up there for the Commonwealth? Uh, the best part of the best part of six months uh, wow. we spent on the Gold Coast. We opened up a warehouse up there, similar to the one we're in here, mm. uh, and uh, we built everything. Everything you saw on on uh, the in the ceremonies, we we built in our workshop up there. So, stage entertainment, then twenty twenty hit. Good old twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> now year that all keeps bi- giving. yeah, the, now all businesses change, but you had the most incredible pivot in twenty twenty. Yeah, thank you. We 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 kind of had to. We 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 were de- we were building the Ninja Warriors set down in Melbourne, and we this huge set piece for the uh, for the Formula Ones. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Robbie Williams were going to be playing on this stage, and and uh, we, everything was going very well. And then um, the PM put a ban on public gatherings of over five hundred people, which is everything we do. And so we we very quickly had to think of something we could do to survive and, and we had 23 staff at the time coming into winter and we were going to we, we basically had to let everyone go because we weren't going to have any income for the foreseeable future which mm. is a, a horrible place to be in a family business our the, all of our income for us as well was gone and yeah tab and i were actually planning uh, we we'd made the call to my parents who live in harvey bay and Said we we're very we could very likely lose everything here the house and everything and we may need to come and live in Harvey Bay with you guys. <laughs> not so the worst place in the world to live, but not exactly what you want to achieve not with where your you business. Want to go with no money. No, yes. that's right. So so the business uh, we we very quickly had to think of what we could do, and we came up with plans for uh, hospital waiting facilities and testing rooms for shopping centre car parks and things that we could do with the structures that we had and that none of that took off. And so on Friday the 20th, we had to let all of our staff go. Uh, Mick and I were going to do two days a week just to keep things ticking over. And, but really, we didn't know how we were going to survive. And uh, so it was, a, it was a conversation I was having the following Sunday with a, a colleague from Ireland uh, in a similar situation, production company. And he said, we're going to make a desk, uh, a work from home desk. And uh, you know, why don't you guys think about doing that? And so Mick and I were messaging on that Sunday morning. and. Uh, uh, what he, the first very lucky coincidence here is Mick is a hobby furniture designer. Yes. Uh, which is uh, quite an amazing thing. And so he uh, he designed up the desk and the stand-up desk overnight. That's the Sunday we were messaging. By Monday, we uh, he came in with the designs and a 3D prototype, a small 3D model of uh, wow. sorry, a print, uh, three, uh, yeah, printed model. And uh, we, we made the first desk that day on Monday. So Friday, everyone left. Monday, we made the desks. Tabitha wrote an e-commerce site on Monday night, uh, watching YouTube tutorials how to do that. Is <laughs> Not much sleep at that point no, in time, no, I'm no, sure. That, we, were, we were running on adrenaline that, that day. And uh, Tuesday morning, we did a photo shoot of the two desks, and and uh, Tuesday afternoon, we were on sale. So within 48 hours, we'd, we'd gone from a, an out-of-work staging company to a desk-building company. So tell me how the sales started to, to come in. It was like we, was we, it slow or was it? Was, it? it was actually really quick. We, yep. we we wrote an open letter that we put on social media, and we, we had a small social media following, not not a lot, a couple mm. of thousand people, and we and probably we did, not your target market for correct. this no. new business either. No, well, that's right. But but we put a this open letter saying we're we're an event company that's lost all of our work. Uh, we have to lay off our our staff, so we're doing this to try and keep our 
staff busy, keep the lights on, and offer uh, a, a desk solution for people that now find themselves working from home. So bear in mind that same day, whole industries were told, if you can work from home, work from home. Mm. Uh, so I've so, been working from home since March. Well, there you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that none of these people had the correct setups, and, and so we came up with this desk that clips together with no tools and flat packs, so you can put it up in the morning and down in the evening if you don't have the space. And So we, we did this open letter saying that, uh, we weren't. It wasn't a big sales pitch. It was. A, this is what we're doing. We're also going to donate ten dollars from every desk to Support Act, and Support Act looks after the event industry. And uh, that uh, people connected to the story, and mm. and, and uh, I think felt a part of that because everyone was in the same situation. And that that letter went viral very quickly. Uh, over a million people saw it in a few days, and it was shared wow. thousands of times, <laughs> and, which blew blew all of our minds. We yeah. we've never experienced anything like it. And, <laughs> Our Facebook followers went through the roof, and so that's how it got out. And, and that first day, Tuesday afternoon, I think we sold thirty desks uh, from three o'clock in the afternoon to that night. And uh, yeah, early days, Tabitha and I'd get the orders at ten o'clock at night and print them all out and then <laughs> fold them up and bring them into the office and put them in little windows to stick onto the <laughs> packages. You know, so and then slowly it? you started to bring the team. Yeah, back. well, it was actually quite rapidly. Mm. So, so that day, uh, Mick and I were, thought, "Wow, we've sold it." That we need, we're going to need to make these now, <laughs> and so uh, we, the next day we pulled pulled crew back and, and uh, people to run the machine and start to send. We th- we actually thought that we'd keep a couple of people busy to start with, and mm. Mick and I had uh, sand during the day and then deliver things in the afternoon. It didn't really turn out that way. Uh, Mick and I haven't actually done much standing at ourselves at all. Uh, <laughs> you haven't we, found uh, the machines <laughs> no, yet. Being no, too no. busy. <laughs> so we uh, we pulled a lot of staff back and. And I, I, I can't recall how qu- quickly it grew, but we've now got 70 new staff on the books uh, after five months. So. Incredible. And so many more items for sale as well. Yeah, the, the items have, have been increasing along the way. We're over 40 now with different types of uh, finishes and things. And mm. um, and we, we started with the desks, uh, the, the work from home office, and then people started to go back to work and, and people had other issues around. And so we just started a dialogue with our followers and said, what is it that you guys are after? And what problems do you have around the house and is if we can make something we will and so people send us the most random ideas and and we work with that (laughs) things like cat towers for example one person said once a couple of months ago can you guys build us a cat tower thousands of people then said yes cat tower tower. so this is nothing to do with working from home this is (laughs) completely different now so we're doing we're now building racks surfboard racks and skateboard racks and uh, you know, wine racks are very important. Okay. <laughs> uh, puzzle boards and yeah. so many different things. And um, you were saying earlier that your wife said you're both, both you and Mick are now in your dream jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, so that, yeah, Mick, Mick is being a hobby furniture designer. His dream jobs to design furniture, and Tab seems to think my dream jobs to be in the media. So yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all worked out for the best. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. so what family values do you really believe in that you bring to your business? Look, the big thing for us is honesty. And mm. and that's how from that first letter that we sent out to 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 our followers, we were honest and and we've been like that the whole way through and for me it's all if if there's going to be a problem, I'd like to tell people there's a problem. Mm. If we make if we make a mistake, I like to tell everyone we've made a mistake. So I really think that that honesty that I, I think is a really key family value mm. is what we bring to the business, and and I think that's part of the connection we have with people too. We we have made mistakes. We we've certainly we started within forty eight hours, and we've done things wrong and mm. learnt along the way, and 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 refined and. 
and we've been open about that. I every month or so write a letter to everyone and, and just say, this is what we've been doing. This is what we've messed up, <laughs> you know, and this is how we fixed it. So. I have to say, when I um, first heard you speak on another uh, podcast, yeah, the first thing that struck me was just how down to earth you were, and I guess that's that honesty just just yeah. coming through as well. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, if you were to give your younger self a tip, what would it be? Go for it. My, mm-hmm. I, I really think that there's everyone has these ideas right through their life, and, and they think this this could be a great idea. It could be a great idea. Have a go. I really think that if, if, if I had told myself early on, if you, if you, if you think something's going to be a good idea, if you think it's going to work, go for it. Have a go. Learn along the way. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, you've learned. Mm. Uh, mm. So that, that I think if I could have learned that earlier, then... I think everyone's yeah. guilty of that. You have all these ideas in your head and you just think about them and think about them and just let them pass yeah. rather than actually just acting upon it. Exactly. And then you think 10 years down the track, if only I had had a go at that. But, oh, and if yeah. someone came into you years ago and said you know why don't you go into making furniture you probably would have thought a crazy idea and look where you are now exactly right exactly (laughs) right it's uh yeah um so the business is reasonably new so what what's the long-term plans where would you like to see it go we've been thinking a lot about that we Mm. like i mentioned we didn't see the iso king would be a long-term uh company yeah we thought it'd keep some people working while during the downtime uh, we, we feel that it is a, a really good long-term prospect now. We've got a great uh, great following and, and we're doing things that people want. Uh, so we're going split to the, split the two up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to run ISO King as, a, as another arm to stage okay, things. Okay, yes. Uh, when the events come back, which mm. you, you know that's still a little up in the air. but um, So that's the plan. We're going to split them both off and, and run two businesses. Okay. <laughs> and, and see Easy where that, that takes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look at the moment. I suppose it's easy because um, Stage Kings is, ra- is rather quiet. Correct. But yeah, if you get a big engagement such as like a, a Commonwealth Games, you're on the Gold Coast for six months, that's going to be a whole different story. But I guess approach it that when it when it hits. <laughs> that, that's right. And I think the, the mindset to be able to do that is a, is a very much an event uh, mentality. The yeah. event companies, I feel, the people that work in there are very agile. You know, we, we, we ramp up depending on the project. So we, we never, even with Stage Kings, we, we, we topped out at 12 full-time staff, but through summer we might have 100 staff. Mm, and so mm. it's, it's really that agility that allows you to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's probably a strength that you bring that's really helped you during during this time. Absolutely. And, mm. and, it's, a, and it's a strength that everyone in the event industry that we know has. They're, yes. They're an amazing group. Yeah. Um, do you have an advisory board or if not, do you have a person that you like to bounce your ideas off? Uh, certainly. Uh, I've, my grandfather has been a big part of all the decision making around firstly setting up Stage Kings mm-hmm. and then into this. And so Bruce, uh, his name is, he, uh, he's, he's nearly 80 now and he's been to more dance parties than most grandfathers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So he's a, a potential <laughs> customer as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we bounce everything uh, off. Bruce and he's he's had a long history of, of businesses and uh, very smart smart much smarter than I, I am but uh, so I like to bounce things off him and the, the good thing is he, he will tell me if something's not a good idea he'll tell me if, uh, yeah you need someone like that <laughs> yeah. don't you because you yeah. have those people that just just nod and agree with everything you say but if you don't have that person with that real honest no, answer right. you, you are going to go in the wrong direction correct it, it's really important I, I, I mentioned someone the other day you know my my parents will back me a hundred percent no matter mm. what I want to do 
and support me and you got you can do anything you can do anything mm. I mentioned the same thing to Bruce and he says that's a dumb idea <laughs> <laughs> you need that every now and you again you need it absolutely so, so when you went to here with we're going to go into furniture yeah 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 what was his uh, do you know what it, it actually all happened so quickly you didn't ever get to speak we, to we, him we, we really didn't talk I told him what we were doing and, yes uh, and he, the, the thing was we were it was that or nothing so we mm. had to have a crack and, mm. and, and he was completely supportive yeah. He actually can't believe it that uh, we turn out so many products. <laughs> <laughs> you even surprised him even with all his good yeah. business advice. Well, we're, we're, we're now uh, five and a half months in and nearly 20,000 pieces of furniture. Wow, in that's so incredible. It's quite crazy. Has he put his order in for something? Yeah, yeah, he loves the puzzle board and the lap desk. Yeah, okay, is, they're his, his two He's favorites. been buying them for everyone else. Too, <laughs> Christmas presents for <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> so what would you say is your proudest moment so far? Look, absolutely being able to keep all the people downstairs working. Uh, oh, really, the, it was nice driving along and there were so many people out and yeah, out and about right. working. out there socially distanced. Mm. Uh, so yes, they uh, were all socially distanced. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've, like I mentioned earlier, we've gone from, uh, from nothing to 70 new people on the book. So mm. we brought back our crew and we've employed all these other out-of-work event people and now airline staff. And I, I feel really proud that we've been able to keep those guys busy and... Um, and, and keep food on their tables. You know? mm. it's, it could have been a very tough time. Another thing is just the, um, I guess, the mental health as well. Like, they would feel that they're part of this and actually doing something really yeah. positive, whereas it would be so hard. They had incredible careers and, and it just stopped no fault of their own. So it, the, yeah. the men, like, the, the, it helps to have food on the table, but the mental yeah. um, knowing that they're actually going to work and doing something Do you, really productive. That's a really good point. And, and a lot of people come in, and they've said that the whole way along. It's just, we're just, it's just so good to be able to get out of the house and mm. come and talk to people and actually do something that's good. And we even have a couple of people that have volunteered to come in on weekends and what we, we've then put, given their uh, pays to support Act. They're oh, just, fantastic. Just people, people just wow. wanting to get out of the house, wanting to come and help. It's, it's <laughs> amazing. Um, so what are your communication tips? How do you take your family? So you said you've got young kids. So how mm-hmm. do you bring them on this, on this journey? It's been. I, I've. I think that this whole COVID time has been a great learning for them, and we we quite often are telling the kids. You know, the, the, the typical five. What do we got now? Six, six, nine, and nearly eleven. You mm-hmm. know? And they're typical. If something's too hard, they say, oh, I can't. It's too hard. I don't want to do it." And we we've been saying to them the whole time, "What if What if uh, Jez and Mick and uh, Dad and Mick and Tab and Mum had said we can't do it? What if they have just said, "Ah, oh, we don't want to do that." So they've really learned, they're, and they're around all the time. They see, they know that we've been making desks now, and that's what's keeping the company alive. They know that we would have gone under, and uh, so they really, they're a real big part of it. And mm. um, you know, they make some ideas, some suggestions for furniture, crazy ones, handball racks, and things. Like that. <laughs> yes, we were saying before, they will putting the tips forward. <laughs> yeah, all we're going to do it. is tell Mick our idea, and it's going to happen. <laughs> that's it. Mick's the Mick's the genius that makes all the things happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I do agree. I think that the pandemic, it's so important to bring our children along on this on mm. this journey because they did, they were being children in general, raised in a very privileged kind of world. And mm. it was tough times for, for everyone. Like, yeah. um, you know, you were lucky you were able to keep the, like to turn the business around. Yes. Um, our, our business, yeah, we put everyone to 80% to keep everyone in a job spot. People were impacted, and we're not even talking about the people who lost their jobs. Like people were so impacted, so I think it was really important to ensure yeah. the kids understood 
what that was and the really positive things that were happening to get out of it as well. Yeah, and, and it's really been been a massive source of turmoil for the kids too. They've, they've all had to homeschool and mm. not been able to see their friends and they don't understand why. And so for, for, for them to see and understand what's going on, I yeah. think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I'm going to let you leave us with your elevator pitch. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it around so you get the microphone. Uh, I don't get in elevators with anyone else <laughs> anymore because of COVID. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, so, you've done look, enough interviews. I'm sure you've got it down pat. <laughs> well, look, I'll give you the I'll give you the ISO King version. Sure. So, so we at ISO King here, we're ba- we're making community led uh, innovation. Basically, anything that people need around the house, flat pack, w- simple to put together. We're we're here to make that. So we uh, anything that any ideas, nothing's too crazy. Cat towels, anything you can think <laughs> of. Uh, you know, we're we're here to help. So, tool free. Tool free, fantastic, I have to say. I'm sure everyone out there hates the um, the IKEA with all the um, the screws and That's it. We're here to, we're here to save marriages. Though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> less less swearing and everything going on. <laughs> I just want to say a huge thank you. Um, when I first heard your heard your story on uh, Podbean, I just thought I've just got to share this. This is such an amazing story. So thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> How uplifting was that story? It just makes you feel anything is possible when you put your mind to it. And Jeremy was the most down-to-earth person you could meet. And Mick wasn't on the podcast, but he was in the background designing everyone's crazy wishes they were sending through. And they encourage customers to send their requests in. And you know that $10 from every sale goes to Support Act. What a great cause. So if you're looking for furniture for the house or working from home, make sure your first stop is stagekings.com.au. And if you don't, if they don't have what you want, send a request to Mick. This is one amazing family business story. So let's get behind Stage Kings and support Australian family businesses. Thank you for listening to our 10 Questions with series of Keeping It in the Family. Join me, Kirsten Taylor-Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, in supporting these incredible Australian family businesses. If you're a family business or would like to nominate a family business, you can contact us on Keeping in the Family on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to our website, keepinginthefamilypodcasts.com.